18. Oh, you remembered? That's right. I keep track. I keep track of these important things. <laughs> this is the blanket special episode. Blanket special freeze out episode. Freeze out. I just looked at seven, seven degrees outside. That's not many degrees. Not many degrees. Seven Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Yeah, wait. I don't know what it is in Celsius. Negative. 60? 20. Oh, is it 20? I don't know. I don't know. Either. I should know. You should know. I should know. Back back at home, I remember um, we had negative 20, 20-something, 20 22, or I don't know if that's a lot or not. 30? Well, 30 would be a lot, right? I think negative 44 is when they're equal. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was, cold. It was cold. It was cold. There's ice in the garage. It's that cold. It's really cold. This is Kentucky, so I don't even know what's going on up north now. Wait. Weather Aiden, update. Aiden said it was colder to the south. Oh, really? Or that's where they got the snow or something. I don't know. Oh. Maybe. So we're starting with January weather update. January weather update. I'm not sure if that's... Terrible, problem. terrible storms. We're, we're all going to die, basically. <laughs> just just not, watch the weather channel. We're all going to die. We're not... This is not... <laughs> it's not accurate. We're all going to be perfectly fine. Everything will be fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. You might be slightly cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thus the blankets. Thus the blankets. Right. I was thinking, think about the experience of our life. We have an opportunity to wear shorts and t-shirts and then like flip-flops because it's just super hot outside. And then we have an opportunity to basically like bundle in, even inside the house with, you know, you a comforter and like me a super thick, you know, whatever this is. And, you know, and there's this, this scale. Right. And that's life. The joys of living in whatever zone we live in. Yeah, I don't know. So I was called Ukraine. That's the important part. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I probably still have trauma left over from being cold. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> because anytime I, I think the coldness is coming, like I, my body like tenses up and I'm like, oh my gosh, do we have shoes and, and pants and, and warm hats and warm jackets? And the kids currently don't. And so I'm I'm like trying not to be stressed out about it. That's that's so funny that that's that's where you go. Cause like growing up it was always, oh, there's there's snow in the forecast. Go get bread and milk and eggs. It was always bread and milk and eggs, which is the things that don't last. You're a privileged white man. Right. We have it's no not, bread and milk and eggs. <laughs> it's not it's not water and you know, rice and things that are gonna last should, you know, should you be snowed in for a month? Yeah. It that is no a sense. privilege. That is a privilege thing to even think about. The fact that you can go to the store and get bread and milk and eggs. I re- I realize that. Do you? I do realize do that. You punk? Do I you punk? Do <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody's borrowing into a blanket. That's that's what it's here for. So the topic, I don't know if this is we got a request. Special request. A special request. And and then I had to think a little bit of what we're going to say about it. And I'm still not quite sure, but, oh, hi, hi. It's okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. You don't have to be scared. You you can't just go gallivanting, though. The youth. <laughs> Clearly, I can. <laughs> um, you You can't stop me talking about who can and can't do stuff. Yeah, that's all right. So the topic is magic mushrooms. 
Magic mushrooms. Wow, that was a, that was a good a, leap. Very good jump. Yeah, Haley, good job. You little chirps? <laughs> I think it was like a thank you. <laughs> so yeah, mushrooms. Mushrooms. And so yeah, I if fun we, guy. I, what? Fun guy. Okay. Yeah, after after I got a request, I was thinking, what could I possibly say? But then I'm like, obviously there's things to say, but I'm like, but why am I not sure what to say? And then I realized I blame the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and then I realized, and maybe this is the wrong start, but this is the start that everything that happens on mushrooms in the retrospect post, you know, the next day, let's say, when you look back at it, everything is just so clear and so truthful and full of. I already said clear, so full of clarity that that like you are no words need to be spoken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you're in that moment of just pure knowing and and conscious awareness, maybe not during the mushrooms, but definitely post mushrooms. Even during it, it things are weirdly clear. Some things are weirdly clear. It it depends when during. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll, maybe, so to begin with, maybe we'll talk about our thought process on mushrooms before mushrooms and then during mushrooms and then maybe this overall right. or, or even during, I know during has the overall, but still incorporate the overall. Yeah. I mean, before I had, I had no idea. I mean, the best I could do was, well, I've done ayahuasca and that's the only other psychedelic substance I've ever done. So something like that was my guess because I had no idea. You know, I'd, I'd read stuff and, you know, it's it's different. And, you know, the the actual process that goes on inside your body is different because it is a different substance. Different but, than ayahuasca? Yeah, you know, something, you know, connects to this molecule and this and that. And I don't understand any of that stuff, but. So, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Scientifically, I have no clue. It's you know, it's psilocybin and, and mushrooms versus DMT and ayahuasca, which means something to smart people and drug dealers. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this is a again. I do not think this is a drug. This is not. I don't know. Is this is not like a recreational drug? I don't. I wouldn't understand anybody who does this for the fun of it. After doing it, I yeah, mean, maybe we should start with that. It's it's interesting. It's it's the first time I did mushrooms. I'm like, oh, this is like 15 years of therapy wrapped into four hours, because it's yes, there are visual side effects, and those were in fact more pronounced than the ayahuasca. Things were moving and breathing, and I say moving. It's sort of like those optical illusions where like you look at it and it's all all those different patterns and it looks like it's moving but yet it looks like it's never making any progress that's how the the things move to me um and yeah that that's all cool and neat and fun and everything but what struck me was how introspective i got you know just with my eyes closed i could 
this it sounds bizarre. I could like see my thoughts. I could just see my thoughts. And I'm like, oh, I, I could trace down all, all the things I could feel. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this. Why am I feeling that? I'm feeling this because of this, because of this, because of this. And we've talked about before, you know, get down to the why, 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 dot, 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 because you're dying alone. And that that path was just so clear for everything I was thinking and feeling about where this is coming from. What's the, what's the pain body? It was it was so clear. And that's that's hard for me sometimes in my high functioning state. But it's it's you I can't not do it. When on I'm mushrooms. on mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just shines this super bright light on what's really going on in in your psyche, in my psyche. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is not a typical experience. I don't know. But it is it is not something that I would go, hey, let's go to the, you know. Disney World on mushroom. That sounds awful. That would not be a great thing to do. Yeah. I think you and I I think you and I said that it's not an escapist drug. No, it's the opposite it's of an escapist, escapist drug. Risk. Yeah. So like if, in, if like people think about like doing drinking a glass yeah. of wine or exercising or do, if, you're, doing, if you're trying to numb yourself out and not feel mushrooms are not the thing for you. Because yeah. they heighten your awareness of your of what you're feeling mm-hmm. I would feel like uh, at one point I got all this anxiety and I'm like what's going on and I'm like this isn't my anxiety this is somebody else's anxiety that I'm and it's 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 anxiety and 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 whatever it is it's with a history it's not like I know this sounds it just sounds bizarre without having experienced it, but it's like, it's not like acute, oh, uh, now I'm anxious. Even now I'm anxious and I don't know why. It isn't that. It's, oh, I have this, it feels like years of anxiety. It feels like there's anxiety and it's, or or fear or whatever, and it's got this this history to it that isn't mine. It isn't, it isn't mine. It was weird. It was like I picked up, maybe it's a past life. Maybe it's somebody else's. I don't know. But I, I picked up or tuned into that. And it's like, oh, this is, here we here. The, the medicine has given me this opportunity to feel this. It's not mine, but I get to feel it. Okay. And when, then once, once I realize this isn't mine, it's like, oh, there's no, there's no reason to hold on to it. Because otherwise it just sort of sits there like intensifying, it sort of builds up, builds up, builds up until I'm like, wait, I'm super anxious. Why? Yeah. Do do you think, you know, in the long run, can you look at anything as yours? Right. So, so yeah, you're not interpreting them. It's almost philosophical. Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. So when you're interpreting something as not yours, then from the standpoint of, allowing it to be released and let go then you go what is the right at the essence of your core you are you know you can feel the essence of your core and anything else there's just additional let's say in this case garbage right because anxiety seems garbage like then it's not you it's not the truth of you right and then therefore even if let's say it's not yours but even if it was yours on mushrooms you could feel it as 
as this um, almost like an outside perspective of self. And so, right, it will be easier to to do that overlook and, and then let it go. Actualize it within yeah. yourself and then let yeah. it go. No, there was a lot of letting go. It was, I mean, it was, it was great in that capacity. When I say not mine, I, I mean, I know where you're going with that, but it's like, I mean, I can't trace it back to anything, any of my personal experience in this lifetime. It was, it was super obvious to me that this is not, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm anxious because I had a, a, a car accident and now driving on the road makes me anxious or whatever. It, it's like, oh, I'm just anxious for this thing that I can feel. I can almost, I can identify the source of it in the same way that you kind of can vaguely identify a forgotten dream. It's yeah. like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's right there, but you, know, but you know, it's not yours. But, but it, you know, it's not yours or, you know, it could potentially not be yours. Or could I, be suppressed. I was certain that these were oh, not mine. Okay, I was one hundred percent certain that these are not, okay. at least, not mine from this life. Okay. How about you? Which portion? What was your experience? So to begin with, I notice I have hard time surrendering into the experience. That's right. You did every time. It like not just once, <laughs> just every time. And, and, and then there's this portion of me that like I get, you know, because you're having extrasensory experience, right? I think, so I think other senses come on board stronger, like the colors are stronger, the smell is stronger. Uh, I'm not sure about touch, um, but as these other experiences come on board, I start to understand the idea of myself holding on. And, I, and technically, I cannot say what is it that I'm holding on, right? Like, but there's this part of me that struggles to just surrender into the experience. And I have no idea why. And so, I, but I know, you know, I know like, oh, I just, I'm tightening. I'm trying not to go. Um, and then, and then I'm like, why? And so last time I realized it because I feel like, now this is my personal take on it and it will sound negative, but I don't mean it as negative as it sounds. It takes you into the world of chaos. And so that is how I interpret it is, right? When in your cognitive state of being, you're able to block off and contain things in their own space or possibly push them away or control what you're allowed to be. And right. Like, so compartmentalize, whatever, right. That control perception of control that you have in a three dimensional space is very obvious here, but on mushrooms, that idea of control dissolves and to me, chaos comes in because to me, control equates to no chaos. <laughs> I have no idea what she's doing. <laughs> and so partially maybe there's this point of fear of letting go because I know what I'm going to go into is chaos. And so surrendering into chaos, I think, has its own lesson for me. 
just being able to be okay with whatever. And so I almost have to go through some sort of rudimentary dying or falling or, you know, however my mind or brain would comprehend what does it mean to surrender. And I would have some sort of visual interpretation of that. By visual, I mean sensory interpretation in my mind of either falling or dying or drowning or whatever. And that act, right, that that mini surrender or mini death or whatever, or mini fall, then allows me to go into that space. And so that's just, it seems like so far it's the status quo. I mean, you know, we can see what happens later, but that seems to be the thing. Mm -hmm. And then post that, I notice myself ease up and almost like relax. And then, you know, things just kind of calm as they need to calm. Yeah. Things come. Yeah. I, and, they, and they come in the most interesting way. Like one time I had, I went to my childhood home and I could viscerally feel the energy of each room in the home. I told you this. And then, and then like the temperature difference of the each room. And then like the smell possibly even, and then like, like the general perception that I would get when I would walk in from room to room to room. And each room like felt like its own little world just because the way the house was designed, it was, you know, there's the, the original house and then there was the audition and the audition felt different than the original house. And yeah. so each room felt a little different. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I would have probably never realized that period especially since this is my childhood home and then I went all the way back to being a baby and feeling the sensation of a specific blanket and seeing the color pattern and the color texture and density of that blanket um from my childhood which which brought in a safety like safety feeling so I think at the time what I needed was to feel safe. And then the childhood home, I think, kind of provided that. And of course, you know, the tears were, was rolling down my eyes. Because yeah, there's, was a lot, very, there's a lot of tears. Yeah, there's a lot of crying. But not not like in the sad way, like in the endearing sentimental way. That's how it was for me. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that became apparent was, I mean, one, like the the existence of time. And space. And space. It It's super obvious that that is an illusion. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, you know, well, we've got our 3D, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, time seems to move forward at one second per second. Yes, but. But you would say, okay, well, you know, you're a mushroom. So you're hallucinating this idea between. This is maybe this is what I should say is. Right. I, I mentioned I mentioned this to my dad and, you know, I'm, I was uptight at some point in my life. Maybe still am. But my dad is also. Who, you? <laughs> Shut up. Um, and so when I mentioned it to my dad, his initial reaction was like, oh, what? You know, my daughter, mushrooms, what? And I don't know. I don't, but right, I'm like, okay, but I can see his my reaction, his reaction to where if five years ago or ten years ago somebody said those were mushrooms, I would have thought that they were 
hippie, I guess, the as a derogatory term that that mm-hmm. I told you not to use against me now. <laughs> uh, and then possibly I, I drug drug related. I did not understand what what the difference is between the mushrooms and right and like an escape. May as well drug. be may as well be heroin or something. Yeah, I did not honestly. I don't have any experience with actually any drugs, so. Having had experience with ayahuasca and having had experience with mushrooms, that's the only thing I could speak yeah. of. So I don't, I know I've we've had a lot of experience with alcohol. <laughs> yes, lifetime. So, yeah, lifetime of alcohol. So because I can, I know what escapism feels like with alcohol. That is what I'm comparing to. So I don't know what heroin and uh, cocaine or whatever is out there feels like. I would assume I would bunch them in into the alcohol category, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but mushrooms is not that, and ayahuasca yeah. is not that. Right. And then so there's this. I you re- realize you going into the ceremony with commitment yeah. to awareness. I mean, that's important. That you know we're we've done it in a ceremonial setting. There's an intention that this is a a healing. Yeah. This is it is a plant medicine. Yeah. Fungus plant. I don't know. We'll call it a plan. <laughs> yeah, no, but when I go into it, my intention is please allow whatever needs to come up, come yes, up. Yes. And then and then at times I always also say, go easy on me. <laughs> because the first time was a little a little hard. And, and yeah, and so because of that intent, what you and I are wanting to get out of it is I, I just say honesty. You know, let me be honest with myself. And if I am holding something back from my own thing. Just just allow that to be obvious, right? But I don't know if you had intention, if you did not have that intention, if it could possibly go in some other direction. I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, and I know there are different strands of mushrooms out there. So obviously different strands would do different things. I assume. We have only tried one. So I don't know, you know, maybe we can do a follow-up whenever we have like 10 years of worth of mushroom experience. Right. It is not something I want to reach out for and go, oh, guess what? Let's just do mushrooms. You know what sounds fun? Yeah. yeah. Then this is like, yes. oh. And last time I was actually hesitant because the the time before was very- Intense. Intense. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still trying to unravel and recuperate yeah. the previous time. And yeah, and so, right. Oh yeah, and so another thing that it becomes obvious, obviously the space and time- is is an fake an illusion? Yeah, the existence of us as as a human body, yeah, and like what it means to be human is an illusion. That becomes very obvious. Yeah. Now I already know that and feel that from all the meditation that we do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then and through through my channeling, you know, I'm already very familiar with that. But on mushrooms, you almost can't escape that as truth. Like yeah. that truth is just That's so apparent. Yeah. It's the difference between you know. Yes, I know that, and yes, I believe that, but yet, you know, maybe I don't feel it in a primal sense, but you certainly do Yeah. on mushrooms. I certainly do. No, I, I feel that in a primal sense, period, especially if yeah, I'm channeling. When mm-hmm. I channel, that really comes out. I know, I know, I love you too. I love you. Mommy, you're not acknowledging me. Yes, Mommy wasn't acknowledging you. are beautiful. No. Um, and yeah, yeah, so I'm mushroom is just, you almost, it, it kind of, I will say this, 
it, it almost feels like it smacks you in the face and he's like, here's the truth. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and guess what? Deal with it. Right. And, and then however you want to adjust your living or your awareness or your way in life, depending on this, that's up to you. But this is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, maybe because to me and to us, we we weren't, we already knew what the truth was, you know, prior to, to mushrooms, that it wasn't a shock, but maybe it would be a shock to some people to experience that, like, net difference between, yeah. time, like, believing that you are this body. Yeah, there's a, there's like, there is a big disillusion of the, the ego self on it, where it's like, oh, I, there is a, 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 a very obviousness to the unity of not just every person, but everything. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, and not everything. just living, quote, living things, but you know, yeah. you know, yes, I am the same as you. I, or maybe, maybe like a different, a different facet or a different like ray, ray of light out of the one source. I'm one and you're one, but we're all connected to that one source. But so is, so is the cat and so is the blanket and so is the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Which I understand would sound like a raving lunatic to, you know, 10, ten year ago Elliot. But it just just from yeah, my own meditations, I already knew that, but it is inescapable on plant medicine. Yeah. And you know, after coming out of it it's weird to go back into like 3D mm-hmm. and then because the it's almost like the the old ways of your being like the right the old ways of your thinking almost like cease to cease to exist right like a cease or like almost can't hold space right like you it's can't like, hold oh, space I used, for I used to either think like this or feel like this or act like this what was that about <laughs> Yeah. Why, why? I don't want to do that anymore. That doesn't make sense. That It's not that that doesn't make sense. That doesn't serve me. Maybe that's a better way to word it. Yeah, it doesn't. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense anymore. You realize one, it, yeah, it obviously does not serve you. But two, it's like, what what is that thought even is? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, a lot, last time when we went out a- afterwards, I saw other people and I'm like, there are, there are other people. Those people are other people, but I can basically tell you that they're really not right. They're kind of just, we're just all one. Yeah. And we've all got our own special, we're all messed up in our own special way. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. The, the, the first time we, we, we did it. Um, what was so obvious to me, was how much weight I put on other people's opinions. It was just like, oh my gosh, just everything just just kept it just kept being reinforced from different directions, different different experiences, and it would turn into some sort of I don't know how to describe it. Other than it was like, oh, the the the, the whole whatever was was being crafted in my mind crafted transmitted i don't know in my mind was for the sole purpose of showing me how much i really care about everybody else's opinion 
Yeah. And I'm like, I and I'm like, I, I thought I've I thought I've made pretty good progress on that over the years. But oh my gosh, I still have a good good ways to go. Cause it's like for for just the dumbest stuff. And I don't even I don't even have anything in particular. It was just like in general, even though it feels like there were like almost specific I don't know if examples is the right word. Almost like scenarios would play out. Where you were shown, do you care? Where I was, where I was, yes, I was shown how much I care. And again, it's super obvious to me. Oh, I really care. Oh, I care. Da, 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 dry, dying alone. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the, the second time, um, I, I need to have like a pad of paper and a pencil or something because I, I would come to these profound realizations and then completely forget them like a dream. It's just like a dream. It's like, wow, oh, it was right there. Um, and I need to write it down or sometimes I need to draw something or whatever. Um, and then I would, I had this anxiety. I'm like, I've had all this stuff that I've realized and I've forgotten it all. What are we going to talk about? I'm not going to have anything to say. And I'm like, starting to freak out a little bit that I won't have anything to tell you. When you mentioned anxiety, I thought that was that. I thought you were talking about this. No, the first time, wait a minute. No, that's the first, no, this the anxiety was the first time. It was just this generalized anxiety that was somebody else's anxiety. Oh, okay. The second time I was anxious that I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to have anything to share. I'm not going to have anything to share. And then I realized, oh, this is what I have to share was that, I really care about having something to share. And like, I won't feel, I'll feel like I'm letting you down or I'm letting myself down or I'm not, not following through or I'm, I'm a lazy fart or whatever. If, if I don't, if I don't, you know, bring something tangible out of this in order to share, you know, there's all these intangibles that you get out of it that are, would but be that, hard. Would be difficult but to that's share. Like caring what I but think that's about you. Caring what you what I think about what you think about me exactly. Yeah, I mean, do you think that that has always been your thing, though? Just yeah. caring what everybody thinks about you. So it it came back to that again in this very roundabout way. Yeah, I and mean, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and my first one pushed me into complete space of unsafety. Like I, I was taken back to when I was a child and like all this points of self that I didn't feel safe uh, and it was just completely overwhelming it, you know overwhelming you know at the same time you question what's truth what's not depending on what's coming up like is this truly my suppressed memories is a memory of past life or just a generalized feeling that I need to process uh, and then the second one took me into that same home but with the opposite which is was feeling of safety Right. And I was thinking, you know, or here, here, it's showing me the duality of both. That I both felt unsafe at some point and then, say, and then safe at some point. Right. Yeah. And so the experience included both of those, op, you know, both of those opposites. The interesting part that I am still not sure and I think is, you know, I'm going to have to unravel. I'm, I'm being guided to make a drawing of it. But um, I ha I, there was this um, very specific fractal image that I'm being shown in the first one, 
and the second one. And in the second one, I remember it as a pattern that I w- we had on the crystal bowls that we had. Like in Ukraine, that's a big thing is collecting crystal, expensive crystal ware. Um, I think it's like a sign of plenty. Um, um doesn't uh, does your grandmother have like a one of those that carrier cabinets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing in Ukraine. Like you would have this carrier cabinet with glass glass interface, I guess, in the front, uh, and then you know inside you would have crystal, whatever. And and then I'm sure, I'm sure, whenever people come over. For celebrations and they see your crystal collection. Ooh. I know, right? Yeah. And so I remember anytime my parents would have any extra money or they wanted to splurge or, or like if it was a fancy gift you wanted to give to someone, like really, really fancy gift, it would be some sort of crystal, crystal bowl mm-hmm. or vase or, you know, whatever. And so we had a pretty nice collection. I think it's still being stored in Ukraine for our taking whenever we want to come there. <laughs> I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Um... But but this fractal design, geometrical design, it w- is was on on the crystal bowls. Some of the crystals bowls they had, and then there was also a blanket, a different blanket that I mentioned earlier, that had this pattern as well. But of course, in my uh, mushroom state, it is multidimensional. Yeah, I and, know what you mean. Even though, how could you possibly describe that? Yeah, and then also colored. But then I realized the blanket is colored also. Um, what blanket? The blanket that had that shape okay. um, was colored multidimensionally. But I'm, I was basically kind of like in an intersection depth of that blanket. Um, and so, so yeah, right. I mean, I think there's something there. You know, I'm being drawn to draw it, you know, and, and like document. And I think there, there needs to, I would have some sort of connection that comes through from that shape. Yeah. It's the same, very similar to the image that we saw and we watched on Gaia, we watched a show, um, you could flash it here, um, on Shakespeare, I don't remember what it was called, Shakespeare Decoded maybe, maybe that's what it was called, uh, but but basically the, the premise of it is that Shakespeare is not an actual who we think he is, but I think most of the, a lot of people think this is the same, yeah. but a lot of people. No, that was a great show. A lot of this scholars guy was, believe this. This guy did some James Bond level stuff to 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 do this. Yeah, not counting John D. James Bond level stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, right. That too. But he, this guy, basically, this is going off tangent. But he he can interpret the code that the Shakespeare used to decode his literature, like his poems and you know sonnets and 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 his plays. Um. But in all of the drawings of that time these individuals had this pattern somewhere on them or in the background or on their clothing mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll show a couple. Yeah, and this is the same pattern, very similar to the pattern that I had in my mind, which I need to figure out how many points mine had. Um, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, ha- doing some sort of drawing or painting or something while... On mushrooms would be very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. I mean, I can't draw to begin with, so it's not going to be anything. But it's like in order to get get that out of your mind and onto paper, maybe would be maybe would be very interesting. Um, last time I was looking out of the window 
and I, I remember if I told you this or not, but I saw the trees, the branches, and then things snap into two-dimensional frames. Yeah, you told me. For you too or not? Do they snap into two-dimensional frames? Uh, I don't have a lot of depth where I'm looking at. Because I'm looking at no, no, in general, like I can look at anything, and yeah. it like collapses into two dimensions. I know what you mean, but I don't think it. I not really. Okay, so that that happens to me. So I can I can look at something and then have it. Are you okay? You are you uncomfortable? You getting overheated? Um. And I saw the trees, right? And then I saw the space between me and the trees and the next tree and the next tree and this branch and the next branch. And then in my mind, basically, there was this understanding of the collapse of time and space mm -hmm. to where here's how we interpret it, right? And we interpret it as collapsed two-dimensional interpretation of something that is very much multidimensional. And then and then of course i'm seeing it in in within the spatial awareness of this distance between me and the trees and within each branch but i'm being shown the idea that just like we interpret the space between the branches and the space between the trees as lean as space linear space so then the space in actuality is interpreted in this ever expansive quality dot 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 saying this realizing that they're showing me what it would feel like to go from flat to 3d mm -hmm. realizing that it would be the same process of interpretation that would take you from 3d into multi-dimensionality yeah but everything i have been feeling and everything i've been channeling lately and everything that is coming out with the channeled videos you know lined up with these podcasts has been on reaching multidimensionality or trying to interpret multidimensionality. And you and I have had, you know, in private, a lot of conversations on that. Yeah. So from that point, right, if that is something I am working on in my personal space, it is, you know, right, while on mushrooms, it is very easy to go into that space and actually draw more interpretation yeah. and more truth. You can make a lot of progress on, on deep topics like that. Yeah, or topics that, in this case, it would be impossible for my mind to understand. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times, you know, we don't never do this on the podcast, but if we do this in person, is I have some crazy tangent that comes to me with this download of information that is just beyond human comprehension. And I am like, I don't know, struggling to to comp to to voice it out but at yeah. the same time in my limited vocabulary just using whatever words i have yeah that we have in human understanding to explain and so like mushrooms almost brings in like a sensory visual component of that and yeah. i feel like because i channel it opens me up to 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 multi-sensory channeling yeah i mean it's you, I mean, you do see things. I mean, if you, you, you see things that quote, aren't there with your eyes open, you know, the, uh, the pillow will be breathing 
or something, or the pattern on the wall will be swirling, or the Christmas tree will be dancing, or whatever. Yes, but if you close your eyes, it's a whole other world in there. I usually close my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I I do both, but yeah. And then you see things in there that are... I mean, in a sense, indescribable. It's like... That would, you know, not be possible in regular 3D space. Yeah. I mean, how how yeah. can that... How can I, I even word know, that? Unlike ayahuasca... I think magic mushrooms have a lot more coverage, right? So whenever you see people like do art or try to do art that represents what it is like on psilocybin, it is not inaccurate, right? Yeah, it's yeah. I I know where they're they're coming from. With yeah, like the the rainbows, the symmetries, and the, and the and the yeah yeah any of that quote hippie art. It's like okay, I now I know where you're coming from. Yeah, except that. The nuance that comes along with the image right. is much more. Because you, fe- you feel it. You, you feel it. It's like yeah. yes, you see it, but then you feel it. Yeah. In a way that's hard to describe. Yeah. L- last time, I felt my I felt like energy moving, but then I felt like it was in a specific quadrant of my space, which is. Right, I know that's right. weird. So, so then I'm like, and then I'm cognitively go, wait, why is it in this quadrant but not in that quadrant? And I try to get the image to go to the other quadrant, and like the other quadrant is like not allowing it to go, and so I'm trying to cram it in, which was a real control. Like, do you think that's control? Sounds like it. Me trying to get it into the other thing, or this quadrant is staying separate. What you trying, you trying to force it from one to another. Oh really? That's, I mean, I, or I thought maybe I am designated my body. I'm like, okay, I will allow this portion of me surrender, but this portion is definitely not going to surrender and let let. Yeah, that's also control, though. No, it's yeah, control, but not yeah. like, yeah. yeah. But do you see what I mean? Yeah. And no, a lot of control came up for me too. Just yeah, like, but a lot of control, and that it, I don't want to let you. Do, I don't want to let go of that control. Got to hold on. Are you dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> we went somewhere recently and I spoke to someone for maybe 30 seconds. Uh, and the person goes, oh, you're like me, you're type A. And I'm like, is it that obvious? And they're like, I think it's obvious. <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh my gosh. And I thought to myself, he's not wrong, but look how obvious it is. And I'm like, but what is type A? I mean, you used to be super type A. I guess if you're type A, you're type A. And I'm just not. And you just are. And that's fine. There's nothing right, wrong, good or bad about any of that. Yeah. He he identified as type A. And to me, it became very obvious what he's defining as type A is my control due to the fact that when I feel unsafe, the control is the only thing that gives me that idea of safety, right? Going back to kind of the root cause of my pain body, okay. right? So the, the why would somebody be type A is because whatever they're afraid of on the inside, in my case, is unsafety, right? Is, you know, is such a 
raw subject that you design your life around you to mitigate the possibility of that rawness being struck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's all self-protection at some level. Yeah. Or the perception of self-protection. It's. Yeah. Your ego is, is trying to craft or control the world in order to make it feel as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's, that's true of everybody. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's the human condition right there. Yeah. Yeah. Human condition. But in my case, you know, everybody's you know, got their own flavor of it. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, the flavor is, well, how can I do that? Oh, I, I can just make sure that everything is done right. And I can make sure everything is clean. And I can make sure that everything right. is and, tidy. Sure. What's, what's the, tidy? The, yeah. No, it was, um, organized. There's a, there's a word for it. And with me, it's how can I make sure everybody likes me and everybody loves me? Because that makes me feel safe. Yeah, and I don't care about that. And it's like, yeah, because I'm right, and I don't, and I don't care, care about, about my thing. Well, it's like I, I, I've lived an incredibly fortunate and privileged life that I've never had to worry about shelter or food or or physical safety. Just never. It's just it has never even occurred to me that that would be a thing. Yeah, which is incredibly privileged. I know that. So you know, I went down to the next thing that that wasn't you know abundant. Which is, you know, love. Yeah. Yeah. No, we and so everybody's got their thing. Yeah. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Yeah. And you know, and and to to us, you know, through through all of our podcasts, we keep on discussing that that's your thing and that's my thing. But it seems like we're continuously working on it. And through the experience of ayahuasca or mushrooms or just meditation or uh cacao yeah. or just discussion, try to see it or approach it or identify it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. And and then almost like unravel it. Like how many layers deep is it buried to where you can start to unravel yeah. it more and more and yeah. more. And I have said that after my visit to Delphi, I don't I don't feel that innate it used to be really bad to the point where I remember I told you that like my whole body would just lock up and I would go into almost like rage mode in order to try to offset that feeling. Yeah. And now it's not as prominent, but obviously, you know, doing mushrooms or or just somebody saying that I'm type A, it kind of brings that idea back um, to where I'm like, okay, well, here's how I'm coping. Still, still trying to squeeze that idea of unsafety onto yeah. this particular situation. Yeah. It's still... I mean that's the same thing. I find I find that it's still it's still there. My thing. It's still there. Yeah. And for, it may always be there. I don't yeah. know. It it's probably just how, will. How, but it's you know, how do I how do I react to it? How do I interact with it? You know, do I do I let it let it, you know, take over and can and control my thoughts and actions and everything? Or is it do I am I aware of it and I'm like, okay, well, there it is again. Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. But I don't need, it doesn't need to, you know, drive everything that I do. Yeah. You just become aware of it as it happens. And and that's, so, yeah. I think that's the stage where we're right now is that awareness maybe is not 100% there, but it comes in. It comes in yeah. very quickly. And and then you can make cognitive yeah, choice. Yeah, and you, and you can actually be more comfortable in, in, Situations that would be unsafe for whatever that flavor is, right? I am I am m- more okay now than ever before in my life with somebody not liking me. That's okay. 
that doesn't really matter. It may still be slightly uncomfortable. It may still be like mm-hmm. oh, the physical response. The physical response is, oh, this is this goes against forty years of of basically training myself that people liking me is the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's like, no, it's it's really not. Me liking me is much more important than anybody else liking me. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that came up on Mushroom was uh, like the first time we did it was like how much I did not like myself. I remember thinking, oh, I suck ass. I don't remember anything in particular, but just like, I don't even know. I came out of it thinking that. I, I Afterwards, I didn't think that. But to begin with, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I'm just terrible. Not, not like in a self-deprecating way, but I do. Uh, lately, we have had some experiences came up that I was, the safety thing was being hit with me, right? Um, and I noticed, I noticed how easy for me, uh, it, you know, how easy it became to dive in and to, to that thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I spend most of the time thinking, look, I am just diving back into it and I don't want to, but yet here I am. And then it became very obvious of like, well, there's no use beating yourself up over the fact that you can't. But then at the same time, it became very obvious. I was like, yeah, but I still don't want to be this way. And here I am struggling, right? Right. And so it was like this in-depth analysis of what was happening, how I was reacting to it, whether or not I was happy with my reaction, how I wish I was able to react, dot, 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 realizing I'm not able to react that way right now. Right. I mean, there's this, there's this balance between accepting yourself for who you are and how you are and everything as, as perfect. Balance with, you know, a desire for personal growth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those, those, they sound like they're at odds. And maybe in a sense they are, but at the same time, there's a, there's a way that, that both can coexist. It's like, yes, I'm perfect as I am. You know, everybody's perfect as they are. At the same time, I would maybe like to lose a couple of pounds. I would maybe like to learn another language. I would maybe like to, you know, not not feel this way in these surgeries, you know, whatever it is. I would mm-hmm. like to stop drinking, whatever. It can be both. Which yeah. which kind of kind of is a paradox. But at the same time, I think we need more paradoxes in our life. I think these the these paradoxes of I am okay and I am perfect. I want to be more like this or less like that is a is a beautiful paradox that kind of summarizes the human condition. Yeah. Being okay with both, being especially being okay with with who you are right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, you know, here's all the great things about me. Here's all the things that maybe I don't like about me, but all of those are me and that's cool. And maybe I can make the great things better and make and you know, take the not so great things and make them better. That's cool too. Yeah. I think we've been working a lot on that over yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Just this that, idea. That of, weird, it, it, it's a duality, but at the same time, it's not. They're, they're interlinked mm-hmm. in a way that it's hard to articulate. Yeah. But I think there's, there's something, there's really something there. Yeah. Um, you were talking about what you were seeing out the window. 
from where I I sit, there's these uh, what are those rails called? Ban- ba- balusters, banisters, banisters on the staircase. And so there's some on the close side, and there's some on the far side. And then there's the uh, the door that has like a, a little grid thing on it. Uh, what what are those called? The French French door. Or? Yeah, I don't know what those things are called. Um, and then outside of there, there's there's trees, and so. I guess in as much as as, I, as you have those different layers, I have, you know, first row of, of banisters, second row of banisters, third row of uh of the, the the grid in the in the in the door in the windows, and then trees. And the way that they line up, like it will block out, you know, one eye or the other eye. And so I will see the trees outside through only one eye or only the other eye. Some trees, right? And you know, just just normally, it it doesn't look weird. We 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 we're used to that. We compensate for that. Just our our minds compensate for that. On mushrooms, it looks a little weird, and it's like <laughs> it it became really obvious to me that this was like this metaphor of everybody does. There's there's more than one way to see things. Everybody doesn't see things the same way, and. Uh, and I was just like looking out the window, like closing my right eye and closing my left eye over and over and over and like blocking it off and blocking it off. And, uh, and I, uh, I've always, I've always known this, but my, my two eyes have different like color temperatures. And like, I see things just warmer out of my right eye and cooler out of my left eye. And so it's like, oh, this part of the sky is warm and this part of the sky is cold. And it's like, it was just, it was bizarre. And really. To notice it? It was bizarre to to really notice it. And it's like right now if I sat down, I I would notice it. If I if I tried. Um but on mushrooms that you can't not notice it. But it was just like, oh, there's more than one way to see. I'm sitting here looking at one thing and I can see it in two ways. Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, times everybody else times their two ways. That's a lot of ways to see it. I guess it's plus, not times. But yeah. Do you in in my maybe it is times this times do you remember in my channeled video i I attempted to have that discussion with you afterwards, and I know I know you roll your eyes at me internally whenever you try to listen whenever I exit a channeling space just because it's I have so much going on and it's so overwhelming, but there's like this you know an hour worth of like information and clarity that comes in, and I just want to I guess share, share it, it share it but it it's like it gets dense it gets it gets it gets philosophical I don't I don't think I roll my eyes I'm very interested in it it's like a it's like your own little mushroom experience in a way yeah but right if Anyway, so so yeah, so whether or not you roll your eyes or not, <laughs> I feel like you do, just because I realize that the scope of this I don't is so fo- much. I don't always follow it. Yeah, the scope it doesn't always make sense. The scope of what comes in into my being and the knowledge that comes in is so vast, but yet I'm getting in this in these little tidbits of information, and then like to me, it's the most revolutionary thing ever. So I obviously want to share it with you. Um. 
But then I realized, okay, well, conversation can't really go anywhere because here I am ranting like a lunatic. Uh, this is has nothing to do with mushroom. This is just like me channeling for two hours. This, and just, this, this is, is just a Tuesday. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, but you know, it, whenever I channel, my goal with each 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 you know segment is to to take take on an. Uh, a tidbit of information. This is the way I see it. And then basically that tidbit will come into my being and then they will extrapolate on it in a very unique way. In in fact, very specifically designed way, right? Um, so it's like, it's like imagine a point, a, a point coming in and then there's this immersion, right, into into that that quadrant of space, right? Yeah, I mean when you when you channel um you'll end up doing like three, four, five in a row, but they're all related mm -hmm. to the same theme or topic. Yeah. Yeah. B but right like it which which I only only within the last 6 months or so you maybe maybe a year i realized oh i would i would sit down and when i do a channel session everything comes in within this topic and everything will be related to this idea right she said well, she's looking a little cranky um right but i would give him the most amazing amount of credit because for me to take an idea and then be able to see it and feel it and then dissect it I just don't have the mental capacity for that at all. But then, too, the breadth of knowledge that comes in that is behind the channeled information, right, is just so impressive that, yeah, I, you know, to, to me, like, I don't think I would be able to be where I am right now in my life if I didn't have the channeling feed come through and then offer me perspective yeah. On it, something. Yeah. I know I know what you mean. I mean both from your own your own video when I was talking about it and then my own experience with that. It is a You you me discussing the channel stuff with you? Yeah. And yeah. then my own my own experience, you know. I don't I don't record any channel stuff, but I I've gotten stuff that way before. And it is profound. Yeah. Right. It it is you know, my. Come on, not to attack, just, just to go CBC. My mind would not be able to draw these type of perspectives, right? And nuances, connections, connections, or even like interpretations of things, right? But but in the last session or the last four there were four videos which I think one of them already published but then three more coming out on Saturdays I um link in the show notes they they started talking about integration of multidimensional perception into our current state of dimensionality. Right. So I will not call out numbers. I think it would be wrong to go, oh, this is a three-dimensional space and then there's a four and a five and a six. Like I think that would do disservice if I start 
quantifying them right now because mm-hmm. current set of definitions in the scientific community or in the metaphysical scientific community are wrong um, or, or, or maybe convoluted. Um, but what they started talking about was one of the videos was multidimensionality in one aspects comes in in the idea of perception, which which I say this, so let me know if like you will lose me, but that is what you're talking about. That we don't understand that multidimensionality dot 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 equates to perception. Like we we are I don't know, maybe some people do, but that is not something that most people talk about or tie in together, right? But that idea that one concept, right, can have multitude of perspectives within it. That one ray, right, can yeah. be interpreted, which is the words that they used is th- that one ray of information, a one ray of experience can be interpreted by you through this angle and then somebody else through a different angle, somebody else through a different angle. So your experience with mushrooms on on, on the banisters and then the the glass and then the outside was basically the picture of that. Yeah. I mean, and I haven't thought about it before, but it's like, in a sense, it is, it's, it's, it's very similar to yours, but yet custom to me. You had different, you know, things that are different distances from you collapse. Mm-hmm. And I had things that are different distances from me you know, block one eye or the other. And, and so you saw things in two different ways and I saw things in two different ways, but they were two different, two different ways. Yes. Yes. And and, and yours is the one that you needed and mine was the one that I needed. Yeah. Or it, that is what it took for you to interpret that data. Yeah. And do you remember when I was attempting to discuss the, the dimensionality from size of perspective of how dimensionality grows and multidimensionality is interpreted of like, if you imagine one person drawing one experience in one way, but then at the same time, you have the cognitive ability to interpret that same experience yourself from a different angle. Right. That is what's coming on board. Yeah. Um, and so my experience on mushrooms last time, this is post I channeled this set of four, was basically trying to relate that to me of how multidimensionality is interpreted. And then in another video, they talked about actual perception of space and time. And and then you and I have been attempting to discuss this. I need to set this down. How space and time is folded within itself. Right? Like it's, it. You remember we talked about that there's this, um, in, in and someone in NASA or whatever, you know, scientific uh, space research said that the space is being created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. To me, I I received uh, a literal interpretation of that concept within my being. A felt of how it would be to create space. She's in here. She's probably just trying to keep it in. How would be to feel like what it is like to create space? And it is not what I thought. 
Like right when you and I had a discussion of what it would be like for like you have had you and I had this discussion that there's a theory that space is created birth within space. I mean that that's very accepted that when they say that the universe is expanding, they don't just mean that things are getting further apart. They mean that literal new space is being injected in there. Yeah. And it's not much. It's I don't know, like a couple thousand kilometers per you know light year or whatever it's not like a lot but it's like that's really messed up right why is it messed up i mean it's like because it's like you can't i can't even wrap my head around that i can wrap my head around okay my fingers are are moving apart right (laughs) but like a they're moving apart but b an, an extra centimeter has been inserted into that. Yeah. But That's, isn't that dimensional perception? Right. That, I mean, I'm extent. just saying that, 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 is, that is something that is difficult for a, a human mind to understand. In the same way that like quantum physics doesn't make sense because that's not how we experience the world. We have, you know, this is hard and this is soft and this, you know, exists and whatever. And like in the, at the quantum physics level, it's like, where's the electron? It's kind of everywhere, but it's but it's more likely over here than over there. But it but it's kind of everywhere, and then only when you really try to look at it does it collapse. And it's well, it's definitely here. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, that's not that's not how we we experience this this you know world, which is neither micro nor macro. We experience it in a very personalized. Personal, yeah, personalized, specific way. But we all experience it v- vaguely the same in that, you know, this cup is 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 definitely here. It's not like twenty percent here and and twenty percent there. No, it's definitely here. That is that is our visceral experience. But down at the subatomic particle level, oh, things are kind of everywhere. Yeah, my. my- the set of my channel things, last four things, and I know uh-huh. you don't watch my stuff, but not to shame you or anything like that, but I don't know if it will be helpful for you to watch it. I, or maybe it's not, because you and I kind of discussed it already. It, they are trying to feed in the, the most rudimentary explanations of multidimensionality and interpretations thereof in those videos. And so all of them have to do with multidimensionality. I named them different things just based on, uh, but here's the thing. They're coming from the standpoint of divine interpretation and not quantum physics. Yeah. But then as I was, as I was telling you this stuff and I was super uh, duper excited about it, you were like, well, in quantum physics, you know, there's this and this and that. And I'm like, okay, I have, I have no idea, but what, but it's all the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So the quant, quant, you know, and 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 scientists and quantum quantum um, research already say that quantum, the understanding of quantum principles would lead to understanding of creation. Right. They say God, but it's yeah. just it's just creation. I mean, all all interpretation of, the, of life. All of those, you know, the fathers of quantum mechanics, all of them were deeply spiritual. Maybe not religious per se, but they, yeah, they you know there are all these quotes that people throw up from. I don't even know. Can't even name name it. I mean, Buckminster Fuller. Heisenberg. Yeah, well, he wasn't a 
quantum guy, but yeah. He wasn't? No. Oh. You know. He, he I, had a very accurate representation of... Yeah, I know I agree, but... but uh, I mean, he, but he was spiritually yeah. awakened. I mean, like, I think Heisenberg and maybe, maybe not Oppenheimer, I don't know. Um, no, Oppenheimer admitted these... that the, the, he received the download for the hydrogen bomb from an outside source. Oh. He had, there's the code by him that admitted okay. that. And then, and there's, then, it, there's all kinds of, and then dot, dot, from... dot, regretting bringing that information forth. Maybe, uh, I think Bohm was one of them. There's, there's, there's all kinds of quotes from all these people that are like, oh yeah, it's, you know, there's a whole other world out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm, when I find interesting and maybe slightly perplexed about is if all of this knowledge comes in into me, right? And then of course I go crazy about it and drag you into it. And then our reality starts to shift from from interpretive state like my reality and I think I don't know let me know if you agree or not my reality is starting to shift of how I interpret dimensionality and then expression of our interpretation of reality but not like to the point where I would just be admitted to a psychiatric institution right away they're doing it in a very gentle gentle flow yeah but it's you know right i currently i have no idea where it's going so there's you know there's that surrender that i'm attempting to have of just allowing it to come a little bit at a time uh but at the same time without being apprehensive about it do you mm. know what i mean yeah that one time i um wait have i talked about this on the podcast when i disappeared into San Francisco and then flipped the fuck out. I don't think you did. Yeah, I so I was falling asleep. This was Three, late four, December. Yeah. May December. And so I was in that state, right? So basically whenever you start to fall asleep, you start to um descend down a brainwave state and at some point, you know, in your sleep you could hit uh, theta or, or delta, which is basically that relaxed state to where you're still aware, but you're just kind of like in that wobble. Like a pre-dream almost. Pre-dream wobble, yeah. And so I'm laying there, so I'm still cognitive aware, but then my awareness then comprehends me laying in bed in San Francisco. And it is very clear to me that I'm laying in bed in San Francisco. Like there's zero doubt in my mind that that's, that's the truth. And then, and then I lay there, and the the cognitive aware part that is still interpreting three dimensional reality here in Kentucky goes. Well, no, the cognitive part that is interpreting something other than that truth gets stirred up and goes, "No, you're not in San Francisco." And then there's this part of me that goes, "Wait." I am in San Francisco. And then there's a part of me goes, no, you're not in San Francisco. And then I'm like, shit, I'm not in San Francisco. <laughs> and I go into complete panic mode, realizing that I am a hundred percent 
in San Francisco right now. But in reality, uh, some portion of my reality, I am not. And in that panic mode, I cannot connect to where I actually am. And now I realize at that point, I had a choice in perception. I, right? I could have chosen to choose San Francisco and I could have chosen to choose, you know, the bed that I was laying in at the time. But I could not remember the bed I was laying in at the time. <laughs> and so I flipped out. I just panicked. And I went into this crazy scrambling mode of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, please take me bed to the bed that I'm actually in. Uh, and and so and so yeah, it's and then I remember there's this point of like it's almost like this wormhole uh search. And then I snap in into honestly now I realize the choice of that yeah that interpretation yeah and yeah. yeah and so that was like okay there's this you know like robert monroe talks about astro travel he talks about um well no he talks about a remote viewing um my dad yesterday talked about um the termites <laughs> no but the but the concept what was um Biolocation, right? Uh, or um, there's biolocation, which is what my San Francisco experience was, uh, or or quantum leaping, uh, which is same thing, but it's interpreted in teleportation, okay. right? Teleportation could be interpreted as by a location and it could also be interpreted as um um quantum leaping quantum leaping or uh remote viewing but then the extent in which you want to interpret yourself into that space the would then depend on um your ability to electromagnetically carry the wave into space or just carry the conscious and consciousness into space. Yeah. Right? All of those are the same things, and then they're just the variances thereof. Um, have I lost John already? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Okay, well, I'll drop that subject. So anyway, and then you and I talked today about forgetting to walk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's something about sleep which makes us at least temporarily upon waking, forget who we are, where we are, what we are. Our, our cat, Lyra, she'll wake up and just go, Meow. and she'll be like, wait, okay, I'm a cat. Uh, where am I? You know? Yeah. And I'll do that too. Um, yeah, it, it, there's a delay between a consciousness coming in into this interpretation. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it is very much like your, consciousness your your yourself is is when you're asleep is somewhere else outside your body mm -hmm. and then when you wake up it kind of snaps back in but it's like a little jarred and it's like hang on i'm I'm not quite ready for for you know 3d world again yeah we know someone who experiences this and, and then the medical community refers to it as sleep paralysis right which is basically like you wake up and then your body's paralyzed, but then you you're like 
You're fully, you, you're fully conscious. Somewhat and, conscious. Okay. You're somewhat conscious, but you're like not fully snapped in. But then your 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 consciousness has not penetrated your body. I've I've had something similar where I've been awakeish but unable to move, and that's pretty freaky. Yeah. Oh no. In this case, the individual I'm talking to, you know, would have I think like at least five minutes of just that. But imagine the panic that you experience, right? Right. But what that is, is basically same thing that you would, you and I experience is that the choice of the consciousness vehicle that you're choosing to have has not caught up to, to the physicality of interpretation of that collapsed space, right? I guess with me, most of the time when it's happened to me is because like my arm is asleep and I am physically unable to move it. Because it's just so asleep. But they interpret it as a foreign object. I, inter- I interpreted it as I can't move my arm. When it's really, you know, even if I was fully fully awake, I couldn't move my arm because it's just, it's that asleep. It's really asleep. And I need to like g- grab it and, you know, move it like a mannequin. No, I mean, but I think we all experience that, that delay in consciousness. But yeah. in, within that space, you know, whoever's listening that happens to people all the time. Oh, you yeah. can discount it as something. You can even go like, oh, I don't know. This is, I'm not even talking about being on magic mushrooms. I'm not talking about ayahuasca or any other yeah. substances. It, happen, it happens to cats. Yeah, it happens, it happens to me walking. When happen, you forget yes. to walk, yeah. that is what that is. I, right, I can't tell you how many times I've been, especially downstairs, maybe upstairs, but really downstairs. I'll be walking down a stair and I'll just get, Confused. I'm a, I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm a high functioning adult. That's but, questionable. Eh, but I'll be walking downstairs, <laughs> and you know, it's walking downstairs is not terribly hard. Right, left, right, left, right, left. Yeah. And I'll just get, I mean, tripped up is the way to the way to word you get it. Confused. I get confused about what foot, what foot goes next, and I like almost fall. Yeah. Yeah, this this morning, the reason we were talking about it is our, our daughter came downstairs, you know, when she woke up for school and she's like, twice last night, I forgot how to walk down the stairs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. apparently just normal thing that happens to consciousness. Yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes on flat ground, I'll do it, but it's, it happens much more on stairs. Well, on the flat ground, it's almost safer because you can kind of like brace yourself, but on stairs, there's that momentum. Yeah. And so it's difficult to stay within yeah. the momentum. No, it's like right, left, right, left, right, left. Wait, which one's next? But your body's <laughs> it's going down at, you know, whatever speed it is. And it keeps going. Yeah. It's, it gets scary. Yeah. No. Because it happens outside, walking down to get to the grill. And I'm usually carrying some food. And so I was like, ah. Yeah, on the deck stairs, it deck seems stairs to be more yeah. prominent. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like our deck stairs has an energetic current running across it, though? Maybe. And this is, it happened before I, I switched them out. So it is. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's, no. I, there is, um, um, it may happen since I switched them out too, but yeah, there's an energetic, there's something up line there. that goes through our house. I want to say from that direction on, on down towards the creek right there. Um, I don't know if you could feel this or not. I'm trying to figure out why this was like north, northwest to southeast. Do, I mean, can you, can you see it or feel it? I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And so one side of it is a, is a polar negative and the other side of it is the polar positive. And so if you, when you're crossing the cross section of- It's usually like the same stair too. Yeah. So it's like three or four from the bottom. Yeah. So 
when you're crossing the cross section between the poles, right? Whenever the poles are right there, um, you basically, mm, from the quantitative standpoint, your um, you, the frequency of that space is such that your your cognitive interpretation of self is open to interpretation more so, and thus your consciousness is like expanded. You could expand your consciousness in this space, in that space, and um, and so thus the collapsed right. it's, world. I mean, it's similar to the waking 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 up a dream thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that space also carries through Annabelle's bedroom, which is where I would have been laying in my San Francisco state. Um, and so it's easier for me to experience these lapses in interpretation mm. uh, on those. Like, you know, those lines are basically there. Ley lines. like I guess ley lines, yeah. Telluric lines, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And basically what a ley line is, is just an energetic influx. Uh, but from the electromagnetic standpoint, it is it is it acts almost as a magnet. But that space in the middle allows you um, open space of interpretation, mm. right? Like so, quantum healing, right? What happened in the spots where this line exists? This line flows, and then as you stand there with that in, that energetic perception, um, then miracles can take place, right? Because you're in between the positive and the negative in that space of potentiality. Yeah. Um, there you go. In the, the dream that I had in Orlando, do you remember how they said that basically I can tune in or anybody can tune in into the electromagnetic wave in the two-thirds to one-third collapse? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the same thing. It's the same thing to where the, the potentiality of infinite potential. So that expansion of time and space uh, is being um, held within the propagation of the one-third to two-third exchange. Okay, I think I this got, episode got very... I got an attack. Very technical. All of a sudden. Yeah. I was going to say something else about mushrooms. <laughs> That's right. We're on topic of mushrooms. <laughs> I, I was... I was going to say that they... Um, it... It allows my mind to make connections between very unconnected things mm-hmm. that I would never make otherwise. Um, yeah. I was looking at a, a a poof pillow thing that was breathing, and it and I'm like, oh, it's just like a a seal or a sea lion. I forget which. I still, I'm still not sure which one's which. <laughs> um, and I would never in a million years make that connection. You need to stop scratching me. Um, but it was just like, well, yeah, it was just an obvious connection on mushrooms, mm-hmm. and I realized, oh, I I'm really open to these 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 connections. I don't know if it's like lubricating the neural pathways or how that technically mechanically works, but it definitely does that to me. Yeah. No, it, and then, you know, you cannot say that any of it is like, right, that the interest or perception is somehow a hallucination or you are on a hallucinogenics and then therefore, right, like the idea that the information that you receive is somehow 
valid or truthful gets discounted because you are inserting yourself into that space through through an artificial right plan. I, and I think that should be relooked. I mean, I yeah. think there's a movement to have that rethought because in my opinion, you know, and I channel and we meditate, if I can enter that space that is pure consciousness and truth in my channeled and meditative state, and the mushroom takes me into that same space. What am I inserting ideas, right? I'm not inserting ideas into the space. I'm not yeah. making crap up. It, it originates from nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's typically looked at as, yeah, well, it just makes it easy for you to make stuff up that isn't there. And I think what it really is, is it is lifting the veil, for lack of a better way to word it, to, sh to show you what really is there. Now, you know, the, the visual hallucinations when you have your eyes open, I'm, you know, I'll see that the pillow is breathing or that the lights are moving, whatever. And I'm under no, I, I know that that is not happening in as much as the light is not physically moving and the pillow is not physically breathing. I know that, you know, it's, I'm not under a delusion that that is actually happening. I'm like, oh, well, that's really neat. It looks like it is. But the, the awareness that comes along with it of, of stuff that is greater than our regular, you know, everyday perception. perception. Yeah. That's what I'm talking awareness, about. Awareness, but do you think also just knowing that that is the truth? Knowing, yes, that was where I was about to say. Instead of awareness, was there was this is an awareness and it is a knowing. It yeah. is like there's 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 no doubt. There's no doubt at all. Yeah, and it's not like you know when you're on alcohol. There's no doubt I can drive this car. It's not that type of a cockiness or confidence. It's just like. Oh yeah, I know that the sky is blue. That's I know that. That is I don't need any convincing. I know that. Mm -hmm. I you don't need any convincing. It is a beyond a feeling. It is just a knowing. Yeah. And it the thing is that everybody, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people. We watch several document documentaries on uh, on uh, hallucinogenics, and that's the common theme is. Oh, we're all one sense of oneness. You know, the the time and space is is an illusion. These are this is a almost universal experience on hallucinogenics, right? Yeah. If it's, I would think that if everybody's just gonna you know trip out and stuff, it would be there would be a whole lot of different things. And I guess you do see you know whatever I happen to quote see, maybe different than whatever you quote see but the knowing of the connectedness and the oneness and everything that everybody seems to get leads me to believe that that's the underlying truth that is being revealed if you will by by the plant medicine yeah. it is pulling back the veil and it is showing you oh guess what's guess what's here underneath this what you call base reality yeah. 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 So, would recommend? Five stars. 
For, to again to us or to mushrooms? <laughs> to both. Would would trip again? <laughs> I mean, be careful. Of course, don't don't. It needs to be, and, and this is a, it is a ceremonial thing. This is not a have some mushrooms and go to Disney World type of thing. Certainly, yeah. don't drive or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a ceremonial a, one, and then. I do think it is important to have an intent if you yeah. are going to do it. Yeah. And I would definitely not take it lightly. This is yeah. like to no, me. This is not a fun thing to do. Yeah. To me, like it's, weeks it's and weeks and weeks of processing and, and trying to understand, but at the yeah. same time, maybe not overstressing about whatever does come up. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say it is like years of therapy in four hours. It really is. Yeah. But you still it, need to time to. To let that flow yeah. post. Yeah, it's... You know what I mean? It flows for days yeah. and weeks, I mean, it's still if not weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I was... I don't know. Maybe this demystifies it a little bit or debunkifies it because of the, all the bad press that it gets. Yeah. Or, or maybe a misunderstanding, like, right? Because I had a misunderstanding about it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... I had always been curious. I mean, it's... it's as far as drugs go, hallucinogenics was the thing I was curious about. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I'm like, what would it be like to have my sense of reality altered visually, especially visually? That sounds really cool. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, that is cool and all, but that's really not the point. Okay, yeah, it's neat that the pillow is breathing and it's neat that the the walls moving or whatever. Okay, that's that's all fun. Sure. That's not, that's not the... The profound effect of it. Right. That's just a nice side effect. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mildly entertaining to go, oh, look at that. Yeah. I mean, but, but I would do it cautiously and carefully. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. And under controlled circumstances. Because it is a, it's a plant medicine. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I would, like, approach it with respect. Certainly. So, yeah. Wrap. It's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.